that Satan is under your feet. So now it's time for you to put your foot down. I said it's time for you to put your foot down on the devil. I'm not taking none of it. No. Zero. Every inch you get the devil, he starts trying to push in more. Every day's a new pain. The pain getting worse. As you just say, well, it's getting worse. The devil said, that's right, getting worse. Keep talking. Tell him, I'm not putting up with you. I'm not putting up with you in the name of Jesus. What's that mother Hetty told me today? She said she woke up in the middle of the night with a pain in her side so severe. She's first thought was to call emergency, but she says the only thing I could do is call on the name of Jesus. She says, I began to rebuke it in Jesus' name. And she says, I, I kept rebuking it until it left. Do you know if you would have gave in to that with the devil to had you in a trip in an emergency room, sitting up in there getting x-rays, bills? The devil will talk you into stuff. You have to say no. Say no. Well, what if it don't stop and I got to go on the EMS? Say, say no all the way on the, in the EMS. <laughs> Doctor taking an x-ray. Say no. Keep saying no. I'm not receiving this. No, I'm not accepting this. I'm not taking this. No. See, the world will tell you you're crazy. Are oh, you just being unrealistic? No, I'm being super realistic. Jesus said, sanctify them according to thy word. For your word is reality. Not, not this, but the, your word of God is reality. Amen. You have to resist the devil. And the Bible says he will flee. If the devil is not leaving, it's because you ain't resisting. Amen. You got to resist him. And I mean, sometimes it feels like you're getting ready in the battle of your life. It takes everything you have to resist him. But that's all right. It won't be long now. <clears throat> If you keep on resisting him, he's got to flee. So you want to say, devil, be gone, and it'd be just all good. The devil's, devil, he'll go away a little bit, but he'll just back up about three feet <laughs> and look at you. That's all that, is this far enough? No, that's not far enough. Out the door. He'll, get, he'll stand on the front porch. No, no, off the front porch. He'll get on the front lawn. No, no, get off the lawn. He'll get on the sidewalk. Get off the sidewalk. Get off the block. Get out of here. Go. Beat it. I never forget that story Brother Hagin told us about how he used to go preach at this church, and it's the hardest church in the world to preach. And he said, "Oh man, he felt like everything he said just like hit the ground. It's just so tough." And I know what that means. I know what it's like. I've preached thousands of services in the last 32 years, thousands, literally all over the world and other places everywhere. And I know what it's like when you hit resistance and you hit that religious spirit. And you hit people that your mind is everywhere. They mind not on the word, not in tune, not full of the Holy Ghost. I can tell when the church don't have the Holy Ghost when I get up. There's a charge and the energy that comes from the people that are full of the Holy Ghost and those that don't have it. Seriously. He said it was so dead. He said he loved this friend, but he hated to preach at this church. I've been there, too. I've got some people's church I love, but I love them, but I don't like preaching at their church. Amen. Twice dead and plucked up at the root. Do you think that God's chosen people, that God's frozen people, just stiff, just, you know baptized in soda cracker juice just as dry as they can be and he said he left there and his friend called him to come back and preach again he said the next time he got in the pulpit he noticed it was a drastic change he said the freedom of the spirit and the holy spirit just everything was so free he said man he got through and the pastor said to me he was sitting at the table eating he said i'm going to ask you a question he said what he said did you notice something different today he said now that you say it yes i never wanted to tell you but man it was such a hard thing he said you don't have to say it i know that and he said i preach here every sunday I know it was tough. He said, I finally got tired of it. I finally got sick of it. And I went on a fast. 
I went, I went on a fast, and for three days, I was nothing but water. He said, I sat at the altar and praying in my church at the altar, and I'm just praying and beseeching God for do something in this church, in this ministry, what's going on. He said, all of a sudden, I just had something that just notion, just felt like looking up. As I looked up, he said, there was a big devil sitting over my pulpit. He said he looked like a big ape, like a baboon, but he was big. He said it's hard to describe him, but he looked, he said he was just sitting there over my pulpit. And I saw him up there. I said, what are you doing up there? I said, in the name of Jesus, you come down. And he said he dropped to the floor and landed on his feet and just looked at me. I said, what are you? I said, in the name of Jesus. He said, you get out of here. He said, get, go. He said he, he ran down the aisleway and stood in the back of the church and looked. <laughs> like, is this far enough? He said, I went down the aisleway and said, in the name of Jesus, he said, you get out of here. He said, he went into the best of you and turned and looked at me. <laughs> I said, I went into the best of you and I opened the front door of the church. I said, get out of this church. Get out. He said, he got out and stood on the property looking at me. He said, I went on the property. I said, in the name of Jesus, you get off this property and you get out of here. He said, he turned tail and ran down the street. He said, I watched him run all the way down the street and he turned off into a nightclub about a couple, five, six blocks away. He said, you know, Brother Hagin, that nightclub burned down in two weeks later. See, the devil, <laughs> he's hard-headed. And he'll go along with you, but he'll always see is this far enough. He'll keep on treating. In other words, he wanted to stay there, but he had to keep resisting him and keep demanding that he go until that devil left and it brought a breakthrough to the whole ministry. Now, I'm not one that thinks everything is spiritual warfare. I got some folk that everything in the world is spiritual warfare. The tire blew out. The devil is coming against my tires. It's, the brakes, it's crying out. It's, you know, your car is 75 years old. It's time for some. It's, it's not warfare. They don't like me on my job. They're just sinners and full of the devil. It ain't warfare. But sometimes it is. Sometimes it is the work of the enemy working through people. I'm going to tell you something else. A lot of people don't know it, but they lend their mouth to the devil. You can actually hear Satan talking through people to you. Yeah. I know you hate it because sometimes it's your friends. You know, everybody ain't, everybody ain't 100% all the time. Sometimes folk are carnal. They wake up on the, on the flesh side of the bed. They ain't in the spirit. They honor it. Ain't unha- and not, let me tell you something. And they're not happy about their own life. When you're an unhappy person and you got a bunch of dis, you know, all that going on, you're a prime candidate for devil to say, just tell them so-and-so. <laughs> and before you know it, what turned out to be a great day of fellowship ends up draining your energy and wearing you down. That's demonic. The devil likes to hitchhike. He likes to catch a ride in the church with people. Yeah. We think everybody's saved in church. Everybody not saved in church. Some people just religious. Just one religious thing. Just not no real power. Just a bunch of religion. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna say I'm on this. I'm gonna stay on that line. No. And we have to make a decision. Who's on the Lord's side? What is your mouth gonna be used for? What are you gonna speak? Are you gonna speak life? Or are you gonna speak death? And I'm not into all that red rosy. Just agreeing with people. Whatever crazy idea. I have some folks tell me some crazy stuff. Ain't that right, Pastor? I'm, mm, I don't know. I got to pray about that. That usually means no. I don't agree with that, but I pray about it. I, mm, I pray. No, it ain't God. But you don't have to be negative all the time. The devil wants to get you into this negative slump where you just start accepting stuff. You just begin to accept that everything going wrong. This is the world we live in. You just begin to accept stuff. And then, see, the devil is setting you up for the bill, the real big accept. See, it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. So what about when the vine has been destroyed? What happens? Come on. 
He comes in and you got to be careful how you let your thoughts guide your life. So we're talking about sonship. We went through this series on sonship. I just can't seem to let it go. You enjoying it? John 1 and 10. Turn there. We're going to finish some more on sonship. We talked about righteousness, understanding right standing with God, knowing who you are in Christ. This is quintessential. This is not something that you can get or not get. You must get the fact that you are righteous before God by the blood of Jesus. You can't earn righteousness. You can't you can't you can't uh, uh, measure up to it. It's a gift. God gives it to you. God annulled the law of Moses. He did away with it. The Bible says he made it obsolete. Now, the law is still there and it's still good. But the point is, is the purpose of the law was to make us right with God. If you do, Paul said, if you do these things, you will be right with God. The problem is the weakness of the flesh. We couldn't keep it. So we had a law we couldn't keep that constantly put us into condemnation. That's why the Bible calls the, the law condemnation. Why? Because 600 and something laws telling you what you can't do wrong and sooner or later you're breaking one and the Bible says you're guilty of all of them. So here was the day of atonement. Every year, Yom Kippur, Israel would gather together and bring down offerings. Why? To get their sins covered for what they'd done. Because there was, it wasn't a cure for sin. It wasn't a cure. It was just a band-aid. Amen. And the Bible says it created sin consciousness. Sin consciousness is what just tells you that you're not right, that you're not worthy. Sin consciousness tells you that you're out of favor with God. Sin consciousness makes you aware of what all your faults and flaws and all the things you do that are not pleasing to God. You're more conscious of that. When you're more sin conscious, your faith won't work. Because the first thing the devil comes and tells you is, why is God going to do this for you? Because you ain't worth a hill of beans. You have messed up. You can't get it right. Why? And so it hinders your faith. But righteousness, right standing, is a gift that God has given us through the blood of Jesus. He's paid that price. And when you believe on him, as the scripture says, he calls you righteous. The Bible says we are his righteousness. Righteousness is one of the most powerful things you can ever grab a hold to. Now, you can get it mentally assent to it and say, I understand it. But it's got to go from your head to your heart. It comes into your heart as you meditate upon it, as you eat on it and feed on it. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Sometimes you have to confess that and say it constantly. I'm the righteousness of God. Because the devil is trying his best to convince you that you're not. And it'll hinder your faith. See, the Bible, uh, John says, he said, if our heart condemn us not, we have confidence toward God. He said, and we have this confidence that if we ask anything according to his will, if he hears us, he will do it for us. If it's according to his will. Well, how do you know the will of God? You have to know the word of God. Because the will of God is the word of God. Or is the, is the word of God is the will of God revealed. You follow me so far, right? Just passing in review. So it's so important that you must get your mind right. And the word of God must be the template and the filter from which you think your thoughts through. It is a, the word of God will redesign your thinking patterns and change them from old worldly ways to the ways that are compliant with the spirit of God. Amen. So if you don't do these things, Satan will take advantage of you. He said, if our heart does not condemn us, your heart is your inner man, your spirit man. If your heart condemns you, you don't have confidence toward God. If you don't have confidence toward God, that, that means you don't have faith that God's going to hear you and answer you. That's why the devil spends a great amount of time waging warfare on your mind, making you feel unacceptable and unworthy to trudge up all the stuff you've done wrong and make you feel like that God's not going to hear you or, or something is wrong or you ain't going to do something wrong. Or he'll try to show you people who are, you think are more holier than you are. That's why it happened for them. But see, you can't earn righteousness. It's a gift. Just look at like, like when, you know, you, 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 you passed the test and they gave you a license to drive. The license to drive means you're in right standing with the state of Michigan to drive. 
That's all God has given you through the blood of Jesus. He's given you a right standing with God. You can come boldly before the throne of grace. I know a lot of great preaching now that preach about the cross and I'm just an old sinner and, and I'm just a worm and I'm just worthless and I'm just, I'm just terrible. And, and I asked one guy, I said, what was you doing before you got saved? Was you a, was you a rapist, a child murderer? What were you doing? A running, working for the Mexican cartel? Oh, I was just a sinner born in sin. I said, well, how'd you get to be such a bad person? He just, I'm a worm. I was filthy. No, I mean, wait a minute. What are you talking about? That ain't got to do with sin. That's the outgrowth. Those are the symptoms of sin. Sin is what you were born with in your nature. You didn't even ask to be a sinner. You were born that way. But the gift of God is to be born again to become the righteousness of God. You've been made righteous with God. You don't have to qualify for it. He does it on his grace and just gives it to you. He says, you're my righteousness. You are the righteousness of God. In other words, you, how, do you, how are you the righteousness of God? When he saved you, it is the proof and the evidence of his redeeming power. The law could not make you right because your own weakness was your own flesh. You try to obey the law and you fail. So it couldn't work. So Jesus came in the likeness of sin, came in the likeness of sinful flesh, and he did not break the law at any point. He fulfilled it. And then he died upon the cross and his blood, his DNA, which causes you, your spiritual DNA, to be rewritten and overwritten. You become a clone of Jesus. You become a child of God. And because you become a clone of God, now you've been made righteous just like him. And sin shall no longer have dominion over you. I mean, when you're a sinner, you can't help but sin. When you're a Christian, you can't help but sin. Now, do Christians sin? Sure, Christians sin. But you, when a Christian sin, they fall in sin. You can't fall in nothing you ain't been lifted out of. Sinners don't fall in sin. They live, breathe, eat, and wallow in it. They're in sin every day. Blinking their eyes is in sin. Everything is because they're lost. But when you get born again, you have to choose to give up your status. You have to choose to be tricked and to give in to your flesh. And then the battle of spiritual warfare is flesh versus spirit. Here's the battle you're in constantly because your flesh constantly wants to do what is in its nature to do because it hasn't been redeemed. So the, well, it's the devil I'm fighting. No, it's probably your flesh you're fighting. You just don't really know how bad you are without Jesus. You won't really realize how much. See, we have this modern day church now that people think that they're basically okay and good people. And I'm going to just add Jesus and it's okay. No, no, no. You're not okay without God. Are you listening? So the spiritual warfare is flesh versus spirit. And here's your mind caught in between. Your mind is your soul is the great in-betweener. Your soul has a unique ability to conform to whatever it's exposed to the most. That's why you hang around certain people, you pick up traits. You can even look at dogs and send your dog over somebody's house and they get, they pick up, what that dog pick up that habit? They was running with other dogs. Have you ever heard of dogs picking up traits from other dogs? You know, I got to break you out of that. You, ain't, you, you know, you ever seen that? I'm not a dog person. I know y'all, he, he, I know they got some dog lovers in here. Listen, I don't hate your dog. I don't hate your dog. I'm not against dogs. I just don't want one for me. All that juicy slobbering and sliming on my hands. And, and, and you can't smell my dog. I can't smell your dog. Because I live in a dog-free environment. I know immediately when I'm in a room and it's this dog. It, it, don't, it don't smell like a dog in here, do it? I can smell the form, the, horm, the pheromones and hormones. They rubbing and it's secreting and they just rubbed all in your couch. I can pick it up, honey. It's okay. I know you like all that stuff and go ahead on and love it. Ain't nothing wrong with that if that's what you like. If that's what you like. I know they go out there and they lick between their legs and come out and lick your hand. That don't bother you. I know. That's all right. If you love that, love it. To each his own. To each his own. To each his own. To each his own. If you like it, you love it. Not me, though. Not me. I, that's, I just... I love dog people, though, because they're some wild. They're the, they're the kind of saints that drink down from the river like Gideon 300. 
See, I see how I fix it up for you. See how, see how I get, I see, I see how I fix it up. But you pick up bad habits and association brings assimilation. There's an old, there's an old proverb that says, show me who you hang around with, I'll show you who you are. You can't hang around with them. You got to be careful. You see some folk who's so nice. Why they hang around that person full of the devil? You just don't know what they talk like when they by themselves and they're alone. Some people know how to put up a good mask. But sometimes the mask be sliding down like, wait a minute. <laughs> you hang around people, you can pick up traits. That's why you got to pick people who are on the fire for God and on the things of God. Because it transfers. Amen. You will be like who you hang around. The anointing comes by association also. You associate with unanointed things, it will drain the anointing on your life. Amen. The Bible made it so that when we come together, we feed on each other. We strengthen each other. It's supposed to be. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's passing your review on that righteousness. It's so important. We talked about last week about the importance of being led by the Spirit. We laid the ground lines of how the Spirit of God leads us. What's so important about how he leads us? The inner witness is the number one way God. The number one way God speaks to us is through his word. He's never going to say it in his word and then tell you something different. The Lord ain't going to ever tell you somebody's your wife that's already married to somebody else. He ain't never going to do that. He ain't never going to ask go against the word. He ain't never going to go against what he's already said. They don't. The spirit and the word always agree. Number one way is the word of God. Number two way is the inner witness. That ain't the Holy Ghost. That ain't the goosebumps. That ain't the chills. It's the inner witness out of your belly. It's that part of you where you get peace or no peace. He grieves you or you ungrieve. The more you get into it, the more it grieves you. Something ain't right. Brother Hager used to describe it and say it's like washing your feet with your socks still on. Wouldn't that be weird and odd? It's that weird, awkward feeling. The more you, I just don't feel right. It looks right, but it don't feel right. You better check the inside. Look at somebody say, you better check the witness light. Number one way. Amen. Amen. It's very important we learn it. The last way you are to be led is by prophetic words. That's the last way. That's, and that's usually only confirm what he's already said through the witness. But some people don't like trying to listen to their witness because they're afraid what the Lord's going to tell them. A lot of people live their life by, you know, it's easier to ask forgiveness than to ask permission. I'm going to do this and I'm going to ask the Lord to forgive me later. You can try that trick a couple of times when you're a baby Christian, maybe. When you get older, God's requiring more. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, I got to hurry up. First John 1, 10, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Talking about Jesus. John 1, 1, talking about the word was made flesh, the logos. The word word is logos, which means the original concept of thoughts, the original design. The original designer was in the world. And the one whom the world was made and designed by. And the world didn't recognize him. Eleven. He came unto his own. He was born as a Hebrew. And they received him not, the people of God. But as many as received him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his reputation. Whenever you see the word name in the Bible, a lot of times in the New Testament, it doesn't mean the actual phonetic label of the person. It means who the person is, not just the name. I got all these sacred neighbors writing me on Facebook about, and you have to say the name in Yeshua and Yahushua, Hushia. It's all these different names, and if you don't get the name right, it ain't going to work. It's like, well, we casting spells in here. If you don't get the name right, it ain't going to work. I'm talking to a person. When it says in the name, it means in the reputation of that person. It means in the name, like in the name of the king, by his authority and by power of attorney. You can sling the name of Jesus around all you want to, but if you don't know him, you ain't got no connection to him. You're operating illegally. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? That's what the Bible says. The devil even corrected him. I'm preaching already. And as I'm, which were born, which were born, not of blood, 
That means it didn't come by human DNA, nor by the will of the flesh. It wasn't an urge to merge. It wasn't a sex drive, is what that means, by the will of the flesh. It wasn't, it wasn't a sex drive on the will of man. Men decided to have children. Nobody decided. Men didn't get together and decide to have you. It wasn't because you had an uncontrollable urge you couldn't, couldn't handle, and the child can't. And it wasn't because of the blood or the DNA. He said it was done supernaturally. What? The sons of God. Not the sons of men, but the sons of God. But as many as received who? The original designer. Who received the Logos. As many as received. didn't just say believe. It said receive. Taking them in. As many as received him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. Now, you are becoming right now. Once you believed on Jesus, you, are, you began to become. He gave you the power to become. The power to transform the change. So you know you ain't all there yet, right? You still got some. I know you're not. Anybody arrived yet? You're still working. So you are becoming. You are in the process of becoming sons. Jesus learned to be a son through the things that he suffered. You are learning to become a son. So when I see you and you don't act like you saved, it's unbecoming of you. That's unbecoming behavior. You're not becoming. You are in the process of becoming something. God is taking you through the courses. Are you listening? He gives you the power to become. All the world is excited about transformation. Have you noticed that? This is month. It's called Pride Month. Now, why would you pick the highest sin in the Bible, which is pride, and make that your moniker of which you're going to testify about what? Do you understand that it's the idea of transformation? Did you know that? You don't like what you are. You don't feel like you're right where you are, so you want to transform and become something else. It used to be the man would just act like a woman and be like a woman. The woman would just be like a man. Now they're actually trying to become men and trying to, through surgical means, to change their body. It is something in man that wants to become something else. That is because of the fallen nature of sin that we're born with inherently. We don't like ourselves, really. Now, that some of you all have overcome that. You like yourself a whole lot. So much so that everybody else is just a cardboard cutout in your world. It don't really matter. It don't really matter as long as it's a placeholder there because you just, it's just, it's called narcissism. We have a lot of people with narcissistic behavior. They don't know it. Are you listening? But it's innate in us to want to become greater, to want to become more. The Bible says, and the creature was made subject to vanity. You know what vanity is? Looking in the mirror. I want to become something different. I want to improve myself. Women, y'all know y'all want to improve yourself. Some of y'all will go so bad, it's almost like you turn into a whole other person. I remember that movie, I'm going to get you, sucker. I don't, don't watch it. It had a few cuss words in it. Forgive me. I watched it. And in that movie, that man took that girl home. Boy, she was a fox boy. I'm telling you, he was, he was so happy. He was going home with her. He was, he was chomping at the bits. And boy, she reached up there and she pulled that wig off. That was the first thing to go. Then she pulled them teeth out. The teeth was gone. And I thought, man, this is rough. Then she just grabbed the leg and just popped it loose. And I said, Satan, the name of Satan, the blood against you. <laughs> I rebuke you. If he was a backslider, he probably started binding the devil. He'd have got saved right there on the spot. What sorcery is this? <laughs> people, people want to transform and become. One, it's one thing to look like something that you're not. It's another thing to accentuate the positive. Yeah. See, we got to learn the difference between accentuation and transformation. <laughs> and disguise. <laughs> 
John 1.14, it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And the word was made flesh. That was 1.14. And dwelt among us. This word, this living word. You remember the story of Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verse number 35. It says, And the angel came to Mary and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. That's how the word became flesh. The Holy Ghost came upon her. And the power of God overshadowed her. The word becomes flesh. The Holy Ghost comes upon you and overshadows you. You see, I want you to understand something. The process of birthing and transformation comes when the word takes on flesh. And when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and the power of God overshadows you. That word overshadow means to envelop in a haze of brilliancy. That's what it says in the Greek. She was overwhelmed, overshadowed with a haze of brilliancy. Then it says, then he says something very powerful. He says, the holy thing of God shall be called a son of God. That word son is the word weos. A begotten of God. You see, when you believe the word. When you hear the word preached to you and you receive the word of God into your heart, because the Bible said with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made. All faith works the same way, whether you're getting saved or believe in God for healing or believe in God for a financial breakthrough. You got to receive the word. What promise are you standing on? Well, I'm just believing God that you just can't believe God. What word do you have? What promise has he given you? When you have a promise from God, you have to take that word. And as it becomes flesh and in prayer, the Holy Spirit overshadows you and surrounds you. The word once again becomes flesh in you. You become the healed of the Lord, the blessed of the delivered of the Lord. You become the person who the word is in action. The power to become. I got power to become healed. I got power to become well. I got power to take on the image of the son of God and once again bring the son of God to flesh in me. See, he came into his own and they didn't receive him. See, he come to me and he received. I receive him. I don't turn. I receive. The Bible says receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. Romans 12 and one. Very powerful. He says, I beseech you. Are y'all listening so far? I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God. That you present your body a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. Which is, you're not overdoing nothing. You ain't going above and beyond. I'm not supposed to clap when you're living right. You, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to not lie. You're supposed to not be fornicating. You're supposed to not be adulterizing. You're supposed to not to be homosexualizing. You're supposed to be not, come on, getting high on dope. I'm, you don't get an award because you, you skipped sin this weekend. That's your reasonable service. You're not supposed to do that. You don't get extra credit from God. That's your reasonable service for after all that God has done for you. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> but he says, verse number two, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will. Well, there's three wills of God as acceptable and as perfect. No, that's not, that's not what that's saying. You're trying to be deep. The Bible don't say that. That you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect. That's all the same thing. How do you get into the will of God like that? Well, the word of God has to take on flesh and be manifested in you. Look at this. 
Do not be conformed. That word form means to be fashioned after a pattern. That's what that word conform means in the Greek. To be fashioned after a pattern. Now that word, he says that word world. Now that word world is not the planet Earth. That would be cosmos in the Greek. It is the word aeon. The word aeon means a period of time. We are in a period of time now where the spirit of this period of time is the spirit of Antichrist which is the spirit going diametrically opposed to what God said. He says, so don't be fashioned after the pattern of the spirit of this age. But be transformed. The word transform is a Greek word, metamorpho. It means to have your shape shifted. By the renewing. That word renewing in the Greek means the renovation of your mind. It's one thing to renew a bathroom, but it's another thing to renovate it. you tearing the frame out when you're renovating something. <clears throat> Renewing it means you just freshening up and putting some paint on the walls and, you know, getting some cleaning out the gout and putting some new stuff down. You just refreshed it. It's renewing it. But when you renovate it, that, that, that cabinet got to come off the wall. The braces come out the wall. The, even the toilet got to come up. Come on. Everything that was in there has to be torn out and replaced with something new. The Bible says you can't be like Jesus with the same old thinking you had in the world. He says, you can't come to Christ and be like Christ and grow in Christ with the way you used to act out in the street. The way you solve problems with your family that ain't saved ain't the way you solve them now. You got to renovate and change the way you think. And how do you do that? You got to get your mind renovated. How? By the word of God. Don't be fashioned after the pattern. Well, well how am I going to do that? Well, meditation is the key to renewing of the mind. The word meditation gives the idea of a cow that goes and eats. You know, cows got two stomachs. They eat, and you, you never heard of a cow chewing the cud? They'd be sitting there like they're eating as a cow, eating all day, just like he's just eating all day long. You ever see him just sitting out there, just walking, just chewing? What is he chewing? They say he's chewing on the cud. What is it? He is coughed up from his stomach. What he, so when he's eating, he's, he's all about eating when he's eating. He ain't even stopping to digest. He's just eating and eating. He fills up the tank, and then the rest of the day, he chews on it. That's what the word idea of meditation is. He just fills it up. Once you get filled up with it, then you chew on it. Why are you working? Why are you driving? Why are you just chewing on the word of God? Well, I mean, the Bible is a big book. So why don't you take out some few choice verses, some scriptures in Ephesians, some things that talk about who God is and what he is in you and begin to meditate on that, begin to chew on that. It also gives the idea of a lion. When a lion kills his prey, you know, the king of the lion, the king of the jungle, you know, the lion, you know, we all know if you watch the shows, he don't do no hunting. It's the women that do all the hunting. The women lions do all the hunting. <laughs> Oh, they chase the prey, and the lion rises up, and he kills them like that, like he's done it. And he sits there, and he gets on top of it, and he roars all over the place. I'm the baddest thing out here. That's what he does. He ain't the baddest thing out there, though. He run into a hippopotamus and found out he ain't the baddest thing. Run into an elephant. But you wouldn't know it, though, when he's on top of that antelope. Or that, it means the lion groans over what he's accomplished. See, when you meditate... You are deeply groaning over what Jesus has done for you. You're meditating over how God has set you free. See, if you don't watch it, the devil will allow you to forget how he saved you. You forget how you didn't used to be like this. Oh, you may not be everything you ought to be. Oh, but you are not what you used to be. Some of y'all wouldn't be in church on Sunday morning to save your life. You'd be hanging over, hung up. You'd be messed up, getting in the bed, with, getting out the bed with somebody you don't know. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all, anybody here knew how to party? Some of y'all knew how to party out in the world. 
These young folks think they invented partying. Partying go way back to the speakeasies, to the nightclubs. Come on. People knew how to get down. They knew how to do all kinds of stuff. And there wasn't no time for no church. You was recovering. You was just getting rid of the pub. You just come out the club at 4 o'clock in the morning. You didn't, you didn't get ready for the club till 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Even She said an expert just told me it was 11 o'clock when they started getting ready. They can't sit in church for half an hour before we're ready to go. But when it was the club, we was ready to go. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. But people change and they switch. When something happens to you, you get born again. Something ought to be different about the way you think when you get born again. Why do we have this world now of saints that want to compromise everything? See, I don't know about you, but I was raised in what they call holiness. I was taught that just places you don't go, that stuff you don't do. You don't drink this. You don't chew that. You don't hang around with that no more. But now we got folks. Well, Jesus hung out with sinners. You, if you had them talking, they thought Jesus was in there doing the turntable. He was saying, get the party going. Like, I got some wine in the back. Jesus was just, he hanging out with him. Let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus, when he walked into a belly dancing club, if Jesus walked into a place where the party was going, he soon all eyes were up on him. And all of a sudden, all the inside, the thirst inside them, they were trying to fill with sex and they were trying to fill with liquor and partying. Suddenly, that part of them began to get filled. Never a man spake like this man. The turntable stopped. The pole dancing stopped sliding. When Jesus starts talking, he not coming to the party, he becomes the party. He becomes the centerpiece of all the attraction. He wasn't just hanging out and smoking weed and trying to be like them. Oh, when they came in contact with power, they couldn't go back to the way that they lived anymore. And if you ever come in contact with the Holy Ghost, if you ever come in contact with the real Jesus, you won't walk the way you walk. You'll stop hanging around people you used to hang around with. You'll stop doing the things you used to do. Somebody said, there's a trait, there's a great change in me. I'm tired of this old half-saved stuff. Save on installments. Save, we're we getting an installment plan. I'm getting holier as I go. Incremental salvation. The Bible says, Titus 3 and 4, but after that kindness and love of God our Savior, I'm almost done, toward man appeared. The kindness and the love of God, who was what? Jesus is the kindness and the love of God that appeared toward man. Titus 3 and 5. Not by the works of right doings or righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shared on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. That being justified by his grace, we might be made heirs, inheritors, family, according to the hope of eternal life. Not by your righteousness, but by his mercy and through the Holy Spirit who he has shed abundantly upon everyone who wants it. If you want the Holy Ghost, there ain't no excuse for you not to have it. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he before ordained that we should walk. Do you know that God has already foreordained stuff for you to walk in? 
God has pathways for you to lock in that will lead you to what he wants and has he has for you. His destiny for you. I like what the Amplified Version. Have you ever heard of the Amplified Version? You're about to hear it now. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above or recreated in Christ, spiritually transformed, renewed, and ready to be used for good works, which God prepared beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. Look at somebody say, God's trying to lead you to the good life. He's already, look at somebody say, he's already made the arrangements for you. Don't you love it when somebody's already prearranged stuff on you? I know women do. You don't, women don't want you showing up with what you want to do. I don't know what you want to do. Are you wrong? They tired of you. They want you to be the man. Have a plan where we're going. Well, I don't know whatever you want to do. Don't be a simp. She don't want you to, she, come on, come up with a plan. We want you to go out here. Have you called the restaurants ahead of time? Have you checked who was open? Have you made some plans? Come on, somebody in here. Isn't it wonderful to have stuff prearranged for you? All you got to do is step out looking good and get in the car, and there's already be a pathways that's going to lead you to the good state. It's going to lead you to the good life. It's going to lead you to the good dinner. It's going to lead you to the good life. That's one complaint I hear women tell other guys. I just wish he would plan something. I get tired of making the plans. I told one guy, he was a little soft. He was one of those, you know, softy type guys. He was trying to date this girl. He was just going crazy over it. She didn't like the fact that he was just going crazy over the first thing. Just going, I ain't all that crazy, but I just slow down, you know. You, you, I don't want you more crazy right now. I don't know. She was letting him know. And he get that he was just so eager to please. He just wanted to be with whatever she was so bad. And she had, she had, uh, I think, a child already and a job. And when she got home, he come. What's the plan? Whatever you want to do. I was thinking we just do whatever. What you feel like? What's it about? And she just was like, oh God. He came to me and said, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm doing everything right. I, I'm doing everything she wants. I said, that's the problem. She wants you to come with some prearrangements and some plans. She got a child she's taking care of. Got a job she's dealing with. And now she got to come in here and tell you what to do. But I don't know what she wants. I was going, I might, what if I take her somewhere she don't like? I said, then try it. Then she'll tell you, I, I don't like this. I said, take her to a hot dog stand. That'll treat her. Go down to the stand in front of the hot dog town. Say, hey, ain't this great? What? Oh, I know you ain't bringing me to a hot dog stand. What you think about me? Tyrone was going to take me over to Roof Chris, and I came out with you. You about to be in trouble now. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. So <laughs> it all began, look at what I say, when the word becomes flesh. I'm going to tell you something, what people don't have. You know what they don't have anymore? A made-up mind. If you don't make up your mind, you're going to keep on lying. If you don't make up your mind, you're not going to fornicate, you're going to keep on fornicating. You're going to keep on giving your body to somebody that you're illegally connected to, and you're going to have repercussions from that. If you don't make up your mind, I'm not going to smoke no more weed. If you don't make up in your mind, I'm not going to commit adultery, even though his wife ain't treating him right. Even though his even though her husband ain't being good to her, you ain't called to even up the score. That ain't your ministry. If you don't make up your mind that you're determined to do what the word of God says, you won't do it. You have to make up your mind. I'm not going to do that anymore. Now you know what? It might not even sound right because you know you're lying when you said I'm not gonna do that anymore. 
on and you know it's struggling because you had some plans and you wasn't trying to get all saved yet. You was still, you was going to get half saved and the rest later because you still, no, no. When you make up your mind, say it even if you don't believe it. Say it because faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Say it till you keep on saying it until it starts becoming real. Make up your, look at somebody say, make up your mind. Stop putting up with the devil. Stop opening the door for the devil. Stop giving the devil reason to bring condemnation over you and make you doubt who you are in Christ. Oh, I got 10 more minutes. Can I get 10 more minutes? Look at somebody say, the word must become flesh. The word that you hear must translate to live out in your body, in your life. That's the power to become a son of God. As long as your mind ain't made up, you're going to continue to do the things. You're going to continue to be partial. You know what partial is? you got preference over people. I don't like her. I like her. I don't like that. And you, you treat certain people. Oh, I don't know what you're looking at. But hey, girl, that, that, all that stuff. If you don't, oh, you don't know nothing about that? Good. I'm glad you ain't never had to face that. When you have a may, if you make up your mind, you're going to stop doing that. Until you make up your mind, I'm going to be nice to everybody. I'm going to speak to all of God's people. I'm going to treat everybody fairly. You won't do it. Especially if you've got a bad habit of doing it already. If you don't make up your mind, you won't stop putting yourself above other people. If you don't make up your mind to stop being offended by everything. Don't nobody want to be around nobody who's always offended. Don't nobody want to be around somebody you always, what, did you hear what she said? She said she liked my new hairstyle. She ain't never said nothing about my hair before. That just means she didn't like my other hairstyle. See, I'm tired of people. No, that's your problem. Stop making your problem other people's problem. Jealousy. If you don't make up your mind to stop being jealous, you won't. Now, some folks, when they see how good some of the folks got it, it inspires them to want to do the same. You know what they do? They say, man, how you did that? Oh, I love what you got. What oh, look wonderful on you. Hey, well, how'd you do that? Show me. Class is open and I'm all ears. Haters see that and start, hmm, they think they something. Uh, they think they all that. I'm going to see it. And, and, and now you're in the line at the kitchen, and you're the one in charge of the greens. And, and they come up to your table, we ain't got no more greens. Because you, you, you got to do something. To, you know, they're they getting, they getting too big for their britches. And it's now your appointed job to, to let them put them down a little button low, buttonhole lower. It's your job now to put them in their place. You ain't getting back with me. And you don't know that some of the people are going through all kind of hell, jealousy, people mistreating them, and they get to you and you get stupid right over some greens. You get foolish over a roll. Backsliding in the food line. How do you backslide serving food? I ain't talking about nothing about saying we got some beautiful folk at our church. But I've seen foolishness down through the years. Preferential treatment. If you don't make up your mind to stop doing that, you won't do it. As soon as you see certain people, you think of all the things you think about that people, and then you start judging them. They start now standing trial for all the other people that you've had bad experiences with. Look at somebody said that ain't right. Every woman you get, you got she got to stand trial for all the women that dogged her. You picked them women. They didn't have nothing to do with that. You picked them women, them lousy women, and you had that was your fault. Now you want every woman to stand trial, judged up against whatever women have done. Oh, I got something for you ladies too. You want him now to stand trial for all the things that every other man. You picked that clown. She didn't pick that man for you. All right. Look at somebody say, stop meddling, pastor. Until you make up your mind to stop being jealous, stop being petty, stop being bound. 
you will not get free. Are you listening? You got to meditate. Look to write this down now. You got to meditate. As you, you got to meditate what you read in the Word of God. You have to sit back. You know, here's what you do. A good tip: read it and then read it out loud. Then read it again and read it out loud. Then read it again and read it out loud. Read it out loud. Read it out loud. Then read it again. And then put yourself in that sentence and say, "I am the righteousness of God in Christ." What that scripture says? How does it apply to me? What does this mean to me? See, the Bible says Mary pondered these things when the angel spoke to him. She pondered them. You got to ponder. You got to have a pondering mind. See, when you do that, you are using, you are, you are working the word of God into your psyche. You are working it into your consciousness because you are now. See, do you not know that when you're by yourself, you talk to yourself? Don't sit and look at that. You do. You just talk within yourself. Now, when you start talking outside yourself, we got some medication for you. But when you're talking, you always making decisions about what you're going to eat, where you're going to go, what you're going to do. You make you talking to yourself. You are processing. See, when you start hearing the word and reading the word, you start questioning and answering questions. You are processing the word of God. You are working it into the fiber of your brain. Do you not know that there are lines in your brain being created through every media, every memory you create? My God, you can use the word of God to create and actually shape your brain. Are you listening? Speak. Read it out loud. Speak it out loud. Speak the word. Say the word. Learn how to use the scriptures when you use things and say. Learn how to put the scriptures in everyday life. I'm telling you another thing you do. You got to confess what you believe. Do you know that you have to confess? The word confess means to speak out and it means to speak the same thing. You have to confess. You believe in healing? You got to start saying, I believe in the healing power of God. You believe in the miracle working power of God? You know what's stupid about people? People that don't believe in miracles and don't believe in healing. You ask them, do you believe in prayer? Do you believe in prayer? Well, I believe in prayer. So then you believe in miracles. Because if you're in prayer, you're making a petition that God has to answer. And anytime he answers anything, that's a miracle. You gotta start speaking. I believe in miracles. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in favor of God on my life. I believe, you gotta confess. You have to speak the truth. Do you know why? Because the devil is talking 24 hour lies. You have to speak the truth. Stop waiting for somebody else to speak into my life. You speak the truth. You declare the word of God. You say, I'm, I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the blessed of the Lord. I'm the recovered of God. I'm the lifted of God. I'm the favorite of God. Favor, the Bible says, and the Lord's favor shall surround you like a shield. You ought to take that verse that God's favor surrounding me like a shield. Blocking. Come on. God's favor is surrounding me like a shield. Do you believe it? For the Lord is gracious and merciful. That word gracious means disposed to do favor. The Lord is ready to do me a favor. Lord, thank see, see, you hear the word. You must use it. You must speak it. If you don't, the Bible says the enemy will come and take it from you. I'll tell you something else you got to do. You writing this down? You got to resist the devil. We talked about it early. You have to rebuke the devil. You have to resist. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Do you not know, until you submit to God, you can't resist the devil. As long as you living with somebody you ain't married to, as long as you are shacking up, as long as you getting out and dipping your beak every now and then and, and fornicating, you can't resist. As long as you are lying with somebody, lying on somebody, holding grudges, you can't resist the devil. The devil will run in and run over top of you like, I know you ain't trying to stop me. <laughs> I know you ain't trying to rebuke me. You trying to rebuke you trying to rebuke me. Miss Grower, Miss 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 Grudge Holder, Miss Hater, Miss Jealous. I know you ain't trying to stop me. The devil ain't gonna listen to you when you're carrying his stuff. I'm chewing his stuff and eating and talking. He ain't gotta listen to you. You gotta get rid of that stuff. You have to resist the devil.
Now, don't be a chump now. Buck up. Put on the armor of God. Put on the mindset of a soldier. And say, I'm not going to tolerate this. I'm not going to be caught one more year in a cycle that I can't. I'm, not, I'm breaking this cycle of around and around. I'm breaking it. God has something better. You've got to begin to believe that God has something for you. That God has a design. You are his workmanship created in Christ for good works, which he prearranged in order for you to walk in. Well, ain't nothing ever going right with me. And I, my mama's best dad, daddy's having that night and got used to start. And it's just nothing works out. I'm, I mean, you, you get some people to start. Hey, listen, you be careful. You ask for what's wrong, honey. What's wrong? Nothing. Are you sure? Nothing's wrong. You keep on praying. <laughs> it starts coming to loose. It's like, my God. Somebody get her some water. Have a drink of water. All oh, that's bent up inside. The devil wants to remind you of every failure. He wants to remind you of every time you think God didn't come through. He ain't come through that time. He ain't come through for your mama. What makes you think you're going to do it now? It probably won't happen. The devil never says God won't do it. He says he could, but he probably won't. Not for you. The Bible says, number one, write this down. Number one, I'm closing. Act on the word of God. You must be a doer. James 1.21, therefore lay aside all filthiness and the overflow, my God, the overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness, that's humility, the implanted word, which is able to save your soul, your mind. He says, lay aside this stuff and start hearing the word of God. Verse number 22, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. You are self-deceiving if you hear the word and never try to do it. Well, I agree with that, but you don't do it. Oh, I know it's right, but you ain't never trying to do it. He said, you're only tricking yourself. In the end, you're going to stand before Jesus and you're going to say, you just was fooling yourself. I don't know you. I don't depart from me. I don't know anything more painful in the world you could possibly hear. The nightmare of being thrown away for all eternity. Because he says, I don't have nothing to do with it. I don't, I don't have no experience with you. Look at somebody say, act on the word. Be a doer of the word. Somebody said, well, I got a bad diagnosis from the doctor. What should I say? Do the word. How am I going to do the word? Take the word of God that gives you the promise against what you're saying and begin to read it and begin to speak it. I'm going to do the word. I'm going to do what the word say do. I'm going to believe. I'm, I'm, I'm believing. I'm believing God. I'm in the process. I'm believing. I'm on a transformation. Right now, I'm receiving the word of God. I'm, I'm being delivered. See, sometimes all deliverances don't happen right away. But they can, but they don't. That's why you've got to maintain and act on the word of God. You ain't supposed to fall apart. It's been week five and they ain't, ain't getting better and you fall apart. The Bible says you cast away your confidence and you, re- you, you just now got rid of your recompense and you don't get no reward now. Are you listening? The Bible says you got to act on the word and be a doer of it. Do the word. So we're going to do the word. Look at somebody say do the word. Number two, cast down thoughts contrary to the word of God. Cast them down. When you hear stuff that's not of God, not based in scripture, not based on the truth of what God said, cast that thought down. When the devil tries to call you out of your name, things that you know God has delivered you from, cast that down. Well, my mama, you know, did this to me and my sister did, my brother did this to me and I've been this way. Cast that stuff down. Stop giving life to that stuff. Well, that's my testimony. Not if you ain't delivered yet. Not if you ain't walking in deliverance, it ain't your testimony. If you ain't walking in, if you ain't walking in none of you can't some, you can't get somebody else delivered from it. I've been delivered from smoking. You go, let me help you get delivered. They say, you know, both of y'all over there smoking again. You ain't delivered. Now smoking won't send you to hell. Just make you smell like it. It's a filthy habit. 
cast down. Look at somebody say, cast down thoughts contrary to the word. First Corinthians 10, 4. I'm giving you some scriptures you can read this week. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, bringing every thought into captivity. Whose job is that? That's your job. It's your job to take thoughts captive. That ain't the Holy Ghost job. That's your job. And if you like me, it's a 24-hour job. Putting thoughts into captivity. That's your job. Anything that exalts itself against what God is saying. Anything that speaks contrary to what you've been re- revealed to you from the word of God. You've got to take the time out and cast it down. Not only do you have to resist what the devil says, you have to cast down thoughts that are contrary to the word of God that you come up with. Are you listening? Number three, worship and pray. Renewing the mind. Why? Colossians three sixteen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Did you know that singing the songs of the Lord that have the word of God in them are a way of you demonstrating the word of God dwelling in you? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, singing. I don't like to sing. Well, you can sing by yourself. Nobody will hear you croaking like a frog. Just go ahead and sing them. Because something happens when you begin to take your body and begin to sing and it vibrates from something that's a revelation in your heart. You are now projecting that which was internal and eternal into the external. There's something about you singing the word of God. Do you know what? You got songs you learned when you were a child because somebody made you sing them. Some of y'all got commercials in your head from childhood. You still got them in your head. A little jingle. What is it about music? Music has rhythm, melody, and harmony, right? Because it's spirit, soul, and body. It's three parts like you. The rhythm is for the body. The melody is for the heart, but the harmony is for the soul. That's why music is the one of the most powerful forces on earth, because it's one thing that affects every part of the totality of man. That's why music can be demonic when it's not by God, and it's full of the devil and full of the stuff. Of the, but when it's full of the word of God, let me tell you something. Even if it comes from somebody who's anointed and got a relationship with God, David just played the harp. He didn't even sing, and the anointing came out and drove the evil spirit away from Saul. What are you listening to all the time? Are you listening to me? Now listen. John 5, 15, 7, if you abide in me. And my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will and it shall be done to you. That's a Jesus. I'm, I, are you sure, Jesus? Are you sure you meant that, Jesus? That's some tough stuff. You said, what, what, if it dwells in me, you're going to do it. If, my, if your word abides in me and I abide in you, I can ask what I will and you're going to do it. Do you, know how, do you know what Jesus did when he put his name on the line there? So your problem is getting the word to ab- abiding in him and having his word abide in you. Because if you could do that, you can ask what you will. See, what? Well, see, what if I just want to grow wings? Well, see, if the word of God is abiding you, you won't ask for nothing stupid like that. See, once the word of God gets down inside you, it begins to reconstruct your thinking. And then you start asking things that he wants for you. He's got all these promises he's already made, and the word of God is in you. You start asking, Lord, let it be done. For all the promises of God are yes and amen in him. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Joshua 1.19. This is my last one. I'm going to let you go. He says in Joshua 1.19, let the book of this. I like what the one translation said. Let, the book of, let this book of instruction must not depart out of your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For when you do, you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. That's a major promise. 
He said, this book of instruction, this word of God, you said, you meditate it, keep it in your mouth. Talk about it. You ought to start having conversations with people about the word of God. Uh, you know what? You ought to start having conversations about how you got delivered, your testimony, how God set you free and how God healed you. It'll never get old. If God healed you a thousand years ago, it don't never get old. If God saved you 25 years ago, tell that testimony and speak that thing that God has done for you. I remember when folk got saved years ago. I ain't talking about they just got to church and shook the pastors in. I remember when folks would get saved, they stopped smoking that day. I remember they'd get saved and they stopped shacking that day. I mean, saints would leave the church, get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, go home, pack up all their clothes, and the person, where you going? I got saved. I can't live like this no more. I remember when folk would get saved, y'all ain't hear me, and put the bottle down and stop drinking that day day. Not another drop. I remember my sister-in-law told me how her mama and daddy got saved and got filled with the Holy Ghost and greater grace. He said, she said, her, she's a little girl. Her daddy is a police officer, 6'8", big man. said, come in here, little girl. Brought her in the bathroom and said, look, he pulled out his Paul Malls and his cigarettes and turned them down the toilet and said, I'll never smoke another day. Took the liquor bottles out the house and said, I'll never drink another drop again. Mama, why? Because somebody has come to live inside of me. I've been born again. I've been filled with the Holy Holy Ghost. I got sanctified. I'm tired of this salvation by installments. You say, but you're still shocking. You say, but you're still fornicating. You say, but you're still lying, holding grudges. Huh? You want to tell the devil, I'm not getting no more installment plans. I'm coming here to let you know I'm paying off this layaway salvation. I'm coming in here to get redeemed. I'm saved and born again. I'm tired of living like a secondhand citizen in the kingdom of God. Every time I get ready to pray, the devil throws up stuff in my face of what I'm not living. You ought to make up in your mind today. I want all that God has for me. Hallelujah. You see, when you really get born again, you ain't got to tell anybody in your job. You ain't got to tell anybody in your family. They going to know there's something different about the way you walk. The problem is, is you got saved and you still doing the stuff that they doing. And they can't tell there's any difference. But if Christ be in you, if the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, if it be in you, it ought to quicken you. It ought to change you. It ought to do something to you. You ought to have nothing in common with whores. Come on, somebody in here. When you get saved, you throw out all the hooker clothes. You throw out all the player sweet daddy clothes. You get rid of that stuff because you know there's a change. You're no longer your own. You've been bought with a price. You've been purchased with the blood of Jesus. You've been made righteous before God. And you can't live that way because you are a new creation of God. You ain't got nothing done twerking. You can't go back to shaking it. You can't go back to the bar room. You can't go back to the club. You can't fit in no more. You've been transformed. You've been born again. You've been washing the blood. You've been sanctified. You got the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout glory. all this incomplete salvation saved as you go I know some of y'all don't like this preaching but you need a good dose of it every now and then are you listening we got grace layaway program you got salvation on layaway I, I'm paying it off oh, I'm going as I go you wonder why we you wonder why so many people can't hear from God and got no victory in their life. Because it's filled with compromise. You know, when you first get saved, 
you ought to be going in hard. After you've been going in hard for a little while, then you maybe can relax your grip and, you know. But when you're first breaking free of the world, you got to break free. you got to break out of that stuff and say, I'm not doing that no more. Get rid of that appetite because they're starter drugs. They're gateway appetites. You get used to giving into your appetite, you'll do it the rest of your life. Are you listening? Why do people try to find the line to just be saved? And I'm, a, I'm just going to find the line, just hover around that line. Never trying to go all the way over. The power to become. I want to see those miraculous salvations. I want to see people get saved and stop now. Come out of that mess now. Every now and again we run into somebody to get saved and they hand the cigarettes over right in the prayer room. I'm done with that. I'm done. Well, it's, he's making it's cigarettes. Thing. Why do you just, no, no, it, it's a symbol of something. It's a symbol that somebody says, I don't want nothing that's binding me. I don't want to be bound by anything. I want to be free. I don't want nothing having control over me. Are you listening? Well, you know, we married in the eyes of God. So, no, no, you ain't married in the eyes of men. You ain't married in the eyes of God. He loved me and she loved me. We like we married. No, you know, you like you're in sin is what you're in. Are you listening? And lastly, I close with 1 Samuel 10 5. The prophets came to Saul and they said, you will meet a band of prophets coming down from the place of worship. They will be playing a harp, a tambourine, a flute, and a lyre. Ain't nothing changed with sanctified Holy Ghost field people. We've always using music. He says, and they will be prophesying. And he looked at Saul and he said, at that time, the spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. And you will also prophesy. And you will be changed into another person. That's what the Holy Ghost will do to you. Change you into another person. You can't explain it to people that don't know about it. It will transform you. Have you met transformation you can't live free you don't have to be bound by your appetites you don't have to be living in sin and con- you don't have to you can be born again the anointing see this ain't a put on we ain't faking this this is a come on it'll come on you the power of God will overshadow you Mary said the angel said you're gonna have a baby well, I don't, she said I, don't, I know not a man how is this gonna happen I don't know no man Ah, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Listen here, Mary. The power of the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And the shadow of the highest is going to envelop you with its brilliancy. And that word he puts in you is going to come forth and take flesh. And it's going to be a son of God. Let me tell you something. As you hear the word of God. As you meditate the word of God. When you baptize in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit overshadows that. Just like in creation. As he hovered across the face of the deep. And when God spoke. He commanded the rocks and stones. To come up out the water. And form a firmament. It was already there. The Bible says he was hovering over it. The Holy Spirit. As he hovers over your life. Waiting for you. To speak the word. That he can make flesh. Waiting for you to hear the truth in your heart and believe it. For with the heart man believes, but with the mouth he speaks. As you receive the word of God and meditate, let me tell you something. Sometimes you'll you, you be tempted to talk too soon sometimes. 
What's going on? Oh, I just got some stuff cooking. I'm believing God. I'm, I'm just taking the word. I'm heating it. I'm, I'm, I'm like the cow. I'm coughing it up and I'm chewing on it. I'm roaring and growling over what Jesus has done. I'm meditating in it. Why? Because the word is becoming flesh again. I tell you, sometimes we be in service and people be standing on the word and believing God. Ain't no changes. And the power of God fall on the surface and sweep through the whole place. And the person, power hit him and bam, it happens. The glory overshadows it and takes it right into that miracle. When you come in here, you don't turn the switch of faith off. You start believing. You start expecting. You got to believe the word of God. Let not this book of instructions leave your mouth. Say it. Speak it. Believe it. Write it on your mirror if you have to. The word of God is the only thing that has power. The mountain is so. The mountain was made of words. That's why it will respond to words. It was created from it. Hallelujah. God wants to become your partner for transformations. Bow your heads now. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for every person hearing today. Lord, you have a purpose and a destiny. For all those that are believers, you said we are your workmanship created under good works, which you foreordained, prearranged for us to walk in. Father, today, we want with clarity the path that you have prearranged for us. We want to walk in them. Your word says rejoice for the steps of a righteous person are ordered. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we're rejoicing ahead of time. We're rejoicing in advance, losing faith because you're ordering our steps on the path that you prearranged for us. In the name of Jesus. But Lord, for those that are unbelievers and not saved and not born again, there is no path for them. Only a path that leads to destruction and death. Father, touch the heart of the unbeliever. Those that need to be saved and need to be born again. Those that need to give their life over to you and surrender to your Lordship. Lord, you're the only one and the only way. Touch their hearts today that they'll be softened and they'll receive you. And have that miraculous salvation. That supernatural birthing into the kingdom of God. Born from above. If you're in here today, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're in here today and you say, Preacher, if I died right now, I don't know where I would go. I don't know where I would go. I'm not saved as far as I know. But I want to be. I want to change it. I want to get born again. If that's you, just raise your hand and say, I need to make a decision to get my life right with God. All right? If you hear you say, Preacher, I'm saved. I see that hand. Put your hand down, brother. Thank you. I see you. If you hear you say, Preacher, I am saved. I know the Lord, and I do love God. I love God. I do. But I know I haven't been walking with God. I've walked away from God. I'm having a struggle getting back. I want to really get back into it, but I've been held up. I need help. I want to get it right with God. Today, I'm going to help you get it right. If that's you, that just you already say, but you just want to get in right fellowship, you want to get restored, just raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to get restored. I want my relationship with God to be restored going in if you hear you say preacher i am saved i love god i'm walking with god but i heard about the baptism of the holy ghost this supernatural i want the supernatural power of god in my life i don't just want to be a church going christian i want to experience all that god has for me i'm saved but i want to be baptized in the holy ghost i want hand i want you to help me i want to receive the holy ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues i want that supernatural gift just like the bible says if that's you raise your hand say that's me i'm saved i want to get baptized in the holy ghost going once going twice amen 
Well, if you save and you know you're saved, and you know you love the Lord and you're ready to meet heaven, just raise up one hand over your head right now. I know I'm ready. I know I love the Lord. Amen. So that's mostly everybody in here. Father, in the name of Jesus, that one brother that raised his hand, where nobody was looking, Lord, you saw it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to touch him right now. Lord, we break the power of the enemy and all of his plans for this man. We break it right now. We cancel them in the name of Jesus. We break the power of the devil off of his life right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I ask that you touch his heart now. Touch his heart. Breathe upon him, Holy Spirit. Let the love of God be shed abroad in his heart now. In Jesus' name. If you raised your hand, brother, you want to come? I'm going to help you. Come, come. Come on. I'll help you. Won't you come? Amen. If you're here today and you're under the doctor's care and you're currently being treated for something and there's ailment in your body, pain in your body, and you say, Lord, I want you to touch me in my body right now. I want you to stand up on your feet right where you're standing and say, I need a miracle today. Today might be your day. Amen. There's nothing wrong with standing and believing God for healing. Just stand right where you are. Amen. Just stand right where you are. Just stand up in the seat. Amen. Just stand there quietly. We're going to pray for you in just a second. You ain't got to get out your seat. Just stand right where you are. best thing I heard all day. He said, I'm just tired of living the way I'm living. Amen. We praying with you. We are, hey, look around. Everybody here is on your side. We were all here in the same place. Every one of us had to come this way. So it's nothing new. You ready? Lift your hands up right now and close your eyes. And just relax. Take a deep breath. That's right. Just breathe in. Relax. Let all that tension now. Everybody here is rooting for you. Everybody here is loving and praying for you. Now the Bible says you've got to confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he is the God himself manifested in flesh and that his life was given in exchange that you might have life. He said, that's the only reason I'm still here. Well, lift your hands up and close your eyes right now. Say, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you right now. You said if I come to you, you would not cast me away. So here I am. Forgive me of sin. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I surrender. I give my life to you now. In Jesus' name. Say, Holy Spirit, come on in. Fill me and flood me. Take a deep breath. Fill. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Save it. for baptism amen so we're gonna take you all out amen just follow who's here for them. they got you all right follow the saints so just follow we'll give you some information and some books and some stuff and get you on the fast track congratulations he gave his life to the lord you that need healing in your body right now everyone that doesn't need healing i want you to bow your head and close your eyes we're gonna do this very quickly there's no distance in the spirit soften it up a little bit give me something sweet Yes, Jesus breaks every fetter. Jesus breaks every fetter. Jesus breaks.
fitter And he says My spirit free A fetter is a chain Jesus breaks Every fetter Jesus breaks Every fetter Oh yes <laughs> Jesus breaks I feel it right now Every fetter and he said, my spirit free. I got a question for you. Is your all on the altar? Is your all on the altar? Is your all? The altar of sacrifice. I want to say it one more time. Jesus breaks. Close your eyes and lift your hands to Him right now. Every He sets you free right now. Jesus breaks. Oh, yes, he does. Jesus prays every fetter. Be healed in Jesus' name. And he said, my spirit free. Heal in Jesus' name. Jesus prays every fetter. Oh, shut up. Jesus prays and we anoint you with oil in the name of Jesus Ooh, heal heal in Jesus name Jesus prays in the name of Jesus be healed we anoint you with oil in the name of Jesus I curse this affliction in the name of Jesus loose her in Jesus name be healed come on choir or praise him Jesus prays Jesus breathe. That goes right through you. Yeah. Be healed in Jesus' name. Behold of that plague now. In the Namondo Pashia. In the name of Jesus. Behold. Ooh. And he said, My spirit free. One more time, sing it. Jesus breaks. Heal. Touch in the name of Jesus. Every fetter. He anoints with fresh oil. Jesus breaks. Every fetter. Every chain, every broke. In the name of Jesus, heal. Heal in Jesus' name. Heal in Jesus' name. Heal. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Behold. We anoint you with oil in the name of Jesus. Behold, throughout the mandeko, yinande sheke, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, now, in Jesus' name. Jesus, praise.
Yeah. Did you stand up for prayer or you sat back down? Better. Jesus prays. It's all over you. It's a healing power. Oh, it's glorious. Shut up, Jesus prays. Every fetter in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your glory in his body now. In the Nambo Shidanamandeoko. Hallelujah. Free. Jesus praise. Touch every fetter. Jesus breaks Be healed in Jesus' name. Oh, be healed. In the Amondoshi, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Heal in Jesus' name. And he said, Come on out here, honey. Come out here. Come on, there's something waiting for you in the hourway. When you step into the hourway, as soon as you step out in the hourway, the power is going to lift those hands up. Heal. Shoot up now. In the praise. Oh, hallelujah. Lift those hands up and tell him yes. Jesus breaks. Everything. Oh, in the name of Jesus, anoint you with oil. Lord, finish the work. Heal. Heal. In Jesus' name. Behold. Be well. Heal. Heal. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, strengthen the man of God, the caregiver. In Jesus' name. Oh, huh. Shuku The Holy Ghost is coming over you. When I read that scripture about being changed into another man, the supernatural, the prophetic, do you know that? There's an anointing line dormant in you. And God says it's getting ready to come forth in the name of Jesus. Dreams and visions in the Holy Ghost. Rabba Shida Rabo Konda Dote Shodaba Tashora Shida Bokonda Bahashia. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Step out here. It's coming on you mightily. It's starting with your feet from the feet up. It's coming all the way up to the top, and there it goes right through you. You only better stand up. It's going right through you. That's it. It's doing something down in your organs and your body. Right now, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's some oil for you in the name of Jesus. Right all the way through you. Lift those hands up all over this place. It's not the work of a man, but it's the work of the Holy Ghost. Just wave your rabbi. You felt that, don't you? Hallelujah. Jesus prays. Every, he breaks every chain. Jesus breaks every fetter. <laughs> yes, it doesn't matter how long it's been. Oh, shot be healed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, it's all over you. There, go from the bottom up. Touch, 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 touch. That's it. Yes, you, darling. Touch in the name of Jesus. It's all over you. My God, I don't even know how you're standing up under that. Shoot up by Condon. Jesus, Hallelujah. What was lost in battle. God said he's restoring it now. Thank you, darling. In the name of Jesus, relax. In your body, 
Yeah, the devil's a liar. The devil wants to bring accusation. The Lord's going to do it anyway. In the name of Jesus. He sets. Anybody else? My spirit. Come on, Gleet. Walk out of there. God says you're walking in. God says you're walking into something. If you just try to walk out into it, I knew it. He said you're walking out of it. Oh, by Shidana Bokonda, Diatakanda. Oh, hallelujah. Linda, you don't complain about much. But the Lord is getting ready to do something for you. Hallelujah. Something special. There's a restoration coming. What was lost and was stolen, God said he's restoring it to you. Because he loves you for no other reason. He's going to do it for you. Because you think sometime God just going to not do it because of this. No. The Lord said yes and more. God said yes, that and more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh. Did you stand for healing? In Jesus' name. Be blessed and be healed. In the name. All in your body. All in your body. All in your body. Behold. Be healed in Jesus' name. He breaks every fetter. He breaks every chain. He does. What was lost in battle. What was taken unlawfully. God said I will restore. I will restore. I will restore. Where the enemy has come in. And stolen your seed. God says, well, the enemy's stolen your harvest and tried to take it away from you. But God says he's given you a supernatural harvest. Supernatural. That means it has nothing to do with you planting it. It's supernatural. God says he's going to restore. He's going to remember all your years of faithfulness. The best is yet to come. Can you believe it? Oh, shoot up. What was lost in battle? Thank you. What was taken unlawful? Where the enemy has come in and he stole your seed. Though your health is failing and your strength seems to alien I will restore to you I will restore to you I will restore to you all of this and more I will restore touch touch restore I will restore for you what was lost in battle what was taken unlawfully 
what the enemy has snuck in and stole you see God said I'm going to restore it God said I'm going to restore it God said I'm going to restore it I'm going to restore it hallelujah the Bible said when the thief is caught when the thief is caught he has to restore sevenfold yeah I hear the Holy Ghost say sevenfold sevenfold Somebody say seven times seven. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yeah. Seven times. Oh, seven times. Restore. 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 Restore, 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 oh yeah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Do your hand like this and tell somebody, that's my miracle. My miracle is in motion right now, right now, right now, right now. The devil is alive. The devil is alive. 
and shout hallelujah. Now, if you want to seal it, take somebody by the hand and say it's done. In Jesus' name, my breakthrough, my miracle, my healing, supernatural, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. It's done. All of this and more. All of this and more. All of this and more. take an offering and let y'all go home. This is a perfect time to lift an offering while your faith is up. Get ready and we'll go home. Let your offers get ready to get the offer to go home. All my life you have been faithful. Come on, say all my life. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I have If you give it by credit card, you use your smartphone, put it up on the screen, we're going to take this offering in the Holy Ghost. This is going to be an anointed offering. The spirit is high. We need some supernatural breakthroughs. We need some gainful employment. We need some new clientele. We need a supernatural door of blessing right now. Jesus said, behold, I set before you a door that no man can shut. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we offer up these tithes, these offerings to you as your priests. We don't give them to get, we give them because you've given all that you've done. And Lord, we bless you with this offering. We put meat in your house. Lord, thank you for every door, every breakthrough. Thank you for every angelic intervention. Thank you for supernatural witty ideas and money-making invention. Thank you, Lord, for divinely placing us in the right place with the right people at the right time for the timings of God and the movements of God in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Bring your offer to the Lord. If you feel like it, run down here and throw it on the altar if you feel like it. We're going up. We're going up. Keep on believing. Keep on believing. Keep on believing. 